Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, October 26, 2021. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is my PS I Love You XOXO co-host, Gameonesis, a.k.a. Janet Garcia. Yo, what's up? Not much, Janet. How's it going with you? It's going pretty good. I finally finished season two of Ted Lasso. No spoilers. We watched like oh, six episodes last yo. night. How do you feel so. about it? Because I've seen my Twitter timeline be divided in terms of how they feel about season two of Ted Lasso. And I really liked it, but I don't I wouldn't say I liked it as much as season one. That's where I'm I, at. I would agree with your assessment. That's where I'm at. I liked it. I didn't think it was as good as season one. I feel like they had a few again, no spoilers, a few like two convenient conflicts appear and then immediately dissolve and i think you know it's funny watching ted lasso as someone that likes soccer and like partially follows soccer has been like you know immersed in soccer a little bit or like just sports like seeing how they approach certain conflicts that appeared where it's like wow this would be a really really massive thing that would have huge repercussions in real life and they're like and then it all worked out great and it's like mm. yeah and it is a feel-good show but i think sometimes when they pull on real issues they sort of resolve them a little too conveniently even though i get that it is a feel-good show at the end of the day but um on the whole though i really enjoyed it uh the writing of that show is just really phenomenal even if i think some of the plot points weren't really things I was a huge fan of. I definitely have concerns for season three because I wonder how I think the show struggles to make um, like authentic and intriguing conflict after the after season one. Like, I think they're kind of mm. just throwing Ooh. in issues and trying to figure it out. And I think it has mixed results. No, I, I hear where you're oh. coming from, because for me, season one, I think started from a place of there is a central conflict and this show has people that are quote unquote like bad people there are bad guys in the show and season two kind of did away with that a little bit and it it, it kind of is the reverse of season one where season two kind of i'm not going to spoil anything uh i guess i'm just going to spoil like tone and flow but i'm not going to spoil any plot points right like season one works toward a place where you know, there is resolution at the end of that season, but then season two starts from a place of resolution and like it's all kind of happy go lucky and then slowly devolves into uh, getting more conflict in there. And I think it, it just made for a show that felt different, not a show that I felt was like demonstrably worse. There were people on Twitter that that I saw were like, yeah, I hate season two. Mm -hmm. and yeah, like, I saw people be, be like, oh, I hate I hate Ted Lasso now. And I was kind of and I tried to avoid spoilers, you know, but like I'm I still want to like live my life. Um, so you do you do what you can. And I saw some people kind of say like, oh, Ted Lasso, like, oh, I hate him now, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, he's very much the same character. So I'm not really sure, you know, what, what that read was. But yeah, yeah, it hit different. Now, I'm I'm responding in chat because I'm looking at chat right now. Kebab says, uh, hey, Blessing is in a Kotaku article. And so as we're sitting here, I'm going to open up Kotaku.com. And if I had to guess, if I had to guess what this Ted Lasso? is. I bet you this is about N64 because I was tweeting last night. I was tweeting a lot about the N64 last night. It definitely seems like it's N64. Uh, how was, how was that? Well, I guess I found out in the article. Oh, we're going to talk. Oh, yeah. Yep. I found it. I found it. It's, oh, my God. I can't wait to talk about this. I have it as story number, I think, three okay, on the okay, Roper okay, Report. Great, and so great. we're for sure going to talk about this. Uh, but, yeah, I was tweeting about uh, some of my impressions on that N64 online that is now available on Switch online. But, Janet... We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Returnal getting a highly requested feature. And we'll talk about a Quiet Place video game and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around 
the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, at to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily host show housekeeping for you a new episode of ps i love you xo xo is up right now and it is janet and mine's predictions hopes and dreams for this week's playstation state of play you have approximately 24 hours to watch or listen to that episode before it's out of date uh or you can just watch watch it and listen to it later and just make fun of us for what you got wrong and what we got right uh so jump on that episode of course you know where to find that uh and in that same place where you can find that episode you can also find our guardians of the galaxy review that's right youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh that is up right now as a kind of funny games cast that's featuring me tim snow michael michael and the mo- the momentary return of one greg miller like i said earlier you can catch that on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe and still speaking of youtube.com slash kind of funny games barrett's arkham series continues with a video all about arkham origins uh, and whether it still holds up that is up right now in the final episode all about arkham knight premieres this sunday on halloween at 2 30 p.m pacific time so keep an eye out for that that's happening sunday instead of monday so let's get hype bear how how, how 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 hype should people be for this last episode uh i think people should be excited you know i i, I think each of these episodes have kind of i think they ebb and flow together really well uh with the kind of themes that i tackle for each episode and i think it all kind of culminates in what i talk about in batman arkham knight um i think each video game covers a specific aspect of fear, and I think they they nailed that uh, for the most mm. part. And I think like how it all kind of wraps up uh, with Arkham Knight and what I have to say about that game. I, I, I think people should be very excited. So join me on Halloween, uh, the day that the game takes place, uh, which is Halloween night, uh, two thirty oh. p.m. Pacific, uh, to talk about Arkham Knight and how I think it is uh, a masterfully told ending for the Batman Arkham story. I love the angle of how the different games. Uh, uh, take a different approach to approaching fear because uh bear like this last week i've been listening to a lot of kendrick lamar and kendrick lamar has a song called fear (laughs) and a couple of days ago i was listening to that song and i was like man what a magical song this is what a great song each verse each verse is like a different take on fear so like a lot of people would say that kendrick lamar is the rock steady games of rap artists (laughs) i I will say like i'll I'll say that like to to give a tease right like i like in arkham asylum i talked about how that game is all about designing fear arkham city is about Mm. becoming fear arkham origins which just came out yesterday uh is about discovering fear uh, and the importance of discovering fear as batman and uh arkham knight's episode this sunday is all about facing your fears Wow, so wow. it's very, out. very similar to the Kendrick Lamar song, where the first verse was <laughs> <Yeah>. about <laughs> the first verse was about fear at seven years old. Second verse was about fear at seventeen years old, and the third verse was about his fear at twenty-seven years old. Everybody, go listen to that Kendrick Lamar song. It's called Fear. It's from. It's from. Yeah, but the spoilers don't ruin it. You know, like it's, yeah, it's part you know, of the it was experience. More talking about the vibes and the plot points of the song. So like, yeah, yeah, go listen to it. It's on his, okay. his damn album from twenty eighteen. Great album. I, I I didn't like that album enough back in back in the day. Now that well, I've gone back and listened to. Out after like to put butterfly, butterfly. it's like one of the best albums like of that year and one of like the best hip hop albums like of kind all of time. Ever. Yeah. yeah, it's really damn yeah. good. But now yeah, it's really damn good. Really uh-huh. damn good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now that I'm going back yeah. to it, I'm damn like, oh damn. Damn was really damn good, solid. and I, and I didn't give it its flowers, and and th- right now I'm giving it its flowers. That is an excellent album that I should have. Question is, will Horizon more. will Horizon Two be the damn of that franchise? You know what I mean? What does that mean? Like, her, like are you calling like Horizon good, Zero Dawn to put the butterfly? Good, so you don't, it doesn't get the same flowers as the other one did. I would say Horizon, this is my prediction. If we're sticking with the Kendrick Lamar references, yes. I think Horizon Zero Dawn is probably the good kid in Mad City. And uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, I think, will be the Tapim Butterfly. Wow. Now, this is me saying this. That's, as high, so, that's a high compliment to be clear i don't even think i wouldn't say gorilla games is the kendrick lamar of video game developers i would agree with that who is the kendrick lamar video games studio was <sighs> naughty also, dog we should probably talk about the news at some point that's a, that's all that's a very good blessing janet topic that let's say that for the post show i think that's yeah. a good post show topic I think the, so too. who, who who is the kendrick lamar of video games uh but before we get there i want to thank our patreon producers pranksy and blackjack today we're brought to you by doordash DraftKings, and liquid iv but We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. 
up it goes. Doesn't. Really good job, Barrett. Starting like with our number one. Janet, th this is a great, usually me and you don't unite on a Tuesday. And shout out to Barrett and shout out to L2 Larson for getting the hashtag PS I love Tuesdays graphic up on the video version of the show. We appreciate you for that. Uh, but this is a great Tuesday because this is, a, this is kind of a follow-up on our PS love you from yesterday in a lot of ways. Because there's quite a few bits of PlayStation news to talk about. And so this is almost like a PS love you part two for this week, for the folks who have already listened to our PSW that came out this morning that they can check out on YouTube.com. It's kind of funny games on podcast services around the globe. Our story number one is about Returnal and how Returnal has got a big update that adds what we've all been asking for. Uh, this is from Janet. Remind me how I say this name. Ooh, Ooh, Chaim? I'm not sure. I don't think I've read it before. I think it might be Haim. I've said this before and oh, then I thought, you I thought you cor corrected me, but it might have been kind of funny.com slash you're wrong that corrected me. I'm going to say Shem. But I'm I'm very much mispronouncing I'll look that. It up as you Gartenberg, go. please do. Uh, and this is from The Verge. Returnal's 2.0 update is out today, bringing two of the most requested features for Housemark's punishingly difficult sci-fi roguelite: the option to suspend the game in the middle of a run without losing progress, and a photo mode for capturing all of Atropos's most stunning visuals. The lack of a suspend mode has been one of the biggest knocks against the otherwise well-received title. An average run in Returnal can easily take upward of 45 minutes and had to be completed in a single gameplay session. Players were unable to close out Returnal and come back to a run later, and if the console was accidentally shut down or lost power, you'd lose all of your hard-won progress. The new, quote, suspend cycle uh, mode aims to fix that. It's not a traditional save mode. You won't be able to save scum your way out of poorly made decisions or bad luck, but it will let players create a single suspension point, exit the game, and return to the moment they left. There are some limitations, too. You won't be able to create a suspend point during boss fights, cinematics, any of Returnal's first-person sequences, or when players are deep in combat. But even with those caveats, it's a much-needed addition to the game. How, as Housemark game director Harry Kruger explains, quote, With this approach, we can keep the roguelite spirit and high-stakes commitment to your run intact, while still providing some quality-of-life convenience for players who like to experience Returnal in shorter bursts, end quote. Returnal's new update also adds a photo mode, which will let players pause the game at any point, pan around the frozen environment, and snap a picture of the exact moment they want. Janet Garcia, is, the, is this enough to make you go back to Returnal? That's the question I immediately started asking myself. Uh, I feel like no, because it's still not, you know, it's not like you can, like, like this article mentioned, you can't like save scum your way sort of through the situation which i'm really looking for ways to get out of doing the work that's required of me from this game <laughs> and this is not quite that um like it still has you know its difficulty and its general like genre constraints that we're well, not even genre constraints because you can make roguelikes or roguelites that i feel are a little bit more approachable. simpler to get through and they're like you know but whether what the the length of the game or or however you want to slice it um but it is tempting. This is the most tempted I've been for sure. And um, and I think that's kind of the point, right? God. Where it's people like me who were turned off by a lot of the trappings of this. It kind of alleviates some of that. And then people that were into it, but maybe just have different lives that don't allow them to go for like this epic run um, can kind of, you know, lean into that. I think it's it's a solid solution um, that I, I think what I like about this is it's clear that the developers want to design it in a certain way, but they also want to sort of meet their audience halfway with what their needs are. And I like that this, you know, maintains their Wait, creative vision while Can I, inter can I interrupt you real quick? Barry, I need you to pause and go about 10 seconds back. Oh, hold on. And All I right, need you. And I need you to play this video with sound because the video that you're playing right now is the is the announcement trailer for this update. Mm. And I got to the end of this trailer and I laughed my ass off. Right. Uh, oh my god! So I'm is this is the sound up? Uh, sounds up. I'm not going to be able to hear it, unfortunately. But you kids have some. It's fun. fine. All right, yeah. Work. Go ahead and press play on it. Uh, okay. So this is the reveal, and it's this epic like. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. Okay, yeah, so this reveal is like a dude sitting in his chair with a dual sense looking at a TV. He clicks pause and then. I love how dramatic. How dramatic clicking suspend is. Dramatic, the reveal of you can suspend your game now. Like they, they, they made it a whole thing of uh, they shot somebody on their couch, hitting the options button. 
tabbing down to the suspense cycle option and then like lingered on it for what felt like a good 10 seconds for it for what is effectively a savior game feature which i think is hilarious but also uh, i think it's Hyam for the name Hyam. okay that's what i thought but I, I, I could remember so i appreciate that but yeah i think this is a good feature i i'm, I'm very happy they added this um i was one of the people that reviewed the, the game and beat the full game during that review period and I remember struggling so much. Um, it took me 30 hours to beat. And a lot of that was having uh, uh, a lot of good runs, but I would, I would have quite a few runs that I did lose throughout the, throughout the way, right? Like there were times where I would get halfway through a run and it's a good run and I have to go to bed or some shit. And I wake up and my PlayStation is updating. Or like I'm, in, I'm going through a run and I get a crash or something like this. And then then I don't think for the record, I don't think this necessarily fixes the crash problem because it very much seems like the suspend feature is very much so you can turn off your game without losing your progress. But it seems like I think if you're mid run and the game shuts down or whatever, I think you're still going to lose that progress. So this isn't a perfect fix, but I think it is a step toward. All right. This is a good this. This is a good halfway point for a game that I think wants to be hardcore and doesn't want to let oh. people save scum. But also allowing people an option if they want to take a break or go away from their PlayStation 5 and not have to worry about entirely losing their progress. I think, well, the way it says here, your current cycle has been saved and now is now suspended. Returnal can now be safely closed from the screen. Mm. So, like, I feel like what it is is, like, you can turn the game off from here. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, so even that, if it updates, like, even if, like, you get a system update, I don't think that's going to affect the... No, I think that's going to that's going to be fine. Okay. And what I'm talking about is if if your game crashes, like if you're in the middle of a game right, and it crashes right, out of right. nowhere, that's true. I think you're still going to lose the entire run, which is still going to be a bummer. But I do think that this is this is this is a solution that is not I, I wouldn't say good enough because I still think there's a lot of people that aren't going to be satisfied with this solution, but it's a solution that works for me and how I would play this game. Because I'm the kind of person, for the most part, that, you know, like, I just wanted I just wanted to be able to sleep well at night knowing that my <laughs> returnal run <laughs> was not going to be lost after I put my game to sleep, right? Crashes happen. And for the most part, like, this article mentions that a returnal run can take, easily take upwards of 45 minutes. It'll take longer depending on what, what that run looks like. Um, because not spoilers for Eternal, like I guess mechanical um, insight for, for, for Eternal, you can unlock shortcuts and shit that'll help cut runs short. And so you're not having to redo the entire run over and over again. Um, but there are, there are runs that I've had where I am going through each of the areas available to me and I'm combing through each room, trying to get as many upgrades as possible. And that is leading to runs where by the time I'm getting uh, very late into that run, I am running upwards of like two hours. And that is where the stress gets me of, okay, if my game crashes, I'm going to be upset. But those runs, I think, are few and far between with how often you are unlocking shortcuts and um, uh, other ways to progress the game a little bit faster uh, than the two hours that it would occasionally take you uh, to get deep into a run like that. Yeah, I think this is definitely like better than nothing, which is what we had before. I also like that they yeah. added a couple other things. I think the inclusion of photo mode and stuff is pretty fun. Um, but I, you know, thinking about it again, when you asked me at the top of this, this is going to bring me back to Eternal. You know what? I'm going to have to say no solely because I'm still recovering from the mental strain of Metro Dread. And the thought of, I did get to like the first boss in Returnal and of course got waxed because like I just pulled up and I didn't know what was going on. The thought of having to memorize those patterns. Mm -mm, no, I already did that. I did that. I don't want to do it again. God. I don't want to do it again. See, I'm not, I, you, like I, I'm, I'm coming off like the high of Metroid Dread and like you know, looking at this, those people. Mm -hmm. like looking at the the trailer for Returnal and just like because most of the tra this trailer right is like showing off the photo mode, but like uh, showing off like some of these fights and like just so, uh, showing off some of the bosses. I'm like, man, I kind of want to go back. I kind of. I was having the same back. thing as they're going <laughs> through the photo mode options. I was like, damn, this game looks so like good. this boss fight is dope as hell. Uh, oh the the last one that they show here, like I thought this, like oh man, remember when you first get to hear blessing and you're like, oh my god, I'm at the end of the game, and then they're like, yeah. fuck you, no, you're not, and it's like, yeah. oh god, I love it, I love it so much. Dude, I'm never I gonna platinum it, but like I might fucking oh, go back same. and do a run. I I. I 
actually was I was thinking about planning it when I when the game first came out, and I forget exactly what made me give up. I think it was the you know what I do know what I exactly think it was what the procedural generation up. for the collectibles. Yes, that that is exactly what it was, and there were updates that kind of helped um, alleviate some of that stuff, but. It's still enough to make me go, nah, that seems like a, a big hassle. That said, I went back to capture some footage for Eternal for uh, the latest episode of The Blessing Show. And as I was playing that game again for like the first time in months, I was like, oh my god, what a game. What a game this is. Returnal still is one of the one of the best experiences this year for me. It is a top three game easily. And like it's still in my running for game of the year, uh, like against games like Deathloop and Life is Strange, True Colors. And so like, yeah, dude, I'm with Barry. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about going back to it just to fuck around and maybe just do uh, a run or two to see if I can complete the game again. Uh, but yeah, I'm very happy they've added this. I, I want to fuck around with the photo mode, the photo mode options that they're showing as they're going through. I didn't include them in the in the uh, write up, um, but like there, there is quite a few good stuff in there. Like all, all the things you'd expect for a good photo mode are in there. And so you can mess with lighting, you can mess with things that appear on screen and appear off screen. Like you can go through and be fairly detailed with it. And so good on them. I'm glad they they have this update. Um, give me some DLC though. Give me like a new a new biome. You know, give me two new biomes. God. Let me let me give me some content. Love the biomes, bro. Love the biomes. Janet, let's talk about story number two. A quiet place video game has been announced. I'm pulling from Matt Perslow at IGN. A video game based on a quiet place is currently in development and due for release in 2022. The game is being created by Saber Interactive, Elogica, and Epinomy, and is set to be a quote untold story of survival in the A Quiet Place universe, end quote, suggesting that this will not follow the events of the acclaimed horror movies from John Krasinski. Quote, this first official video game set in the terrifying A Quiet Place universe will deliver an original story and gameplay that captures the compelling suspense, emotion, and drama for which the series is famous, said a statement from Saber Interactive. They continue, the game is in development by Elogica, the Montreal-based studio with veteran talent from the Rainbow Six and Far Cry franchises, and published by Saber Interactive, the Embracer Group company behind the, the hit game World War Z and the upcoming Evil Dead The Game, end quote. An official website is already live, but provides nothing but uh, provides nothing beyond a logo and a promise that the game is coming in 2022. Janet, are you excited for a Quiet Place video game? Um for that and i'm gonna say uh, i don't know i'm gonna say no i'm a little i'm wary i'm wary i think um i feel like inherently that would have to be a stealth game which i think stealth is really fun i think stealth is also at its best when it is a game primarily focused on stealth i think stealth often fails when it's integrated in other games where it's sort of just like a side mechanic uh usually it's just not in-depth enough to be entertaining um, but I, I love the first Quiet Place movie. Again, these aren't these aren't going to be following that movie, but just thinking of that universe and the tension there, um, I think there is like a lot of potential. I feel like this would be a fun like, you know, I can imagine this on like PlayStation and like using the dual sense and all that. But I also can imagine that being maybe <laughs> not so great in the sense of I'm thinking of like that's again, spoiler, spoilers for a mechanic in Until Dawn, but where you have to hold the controller still still, or like breathe with the like stuff like that i wasn't as into it's like trying a little too hard to be immersive so um yeah i'm intrigued by this but i'm not you know confident it'll be good i think especially too i i I can't say i'm particularly a fan of the team that's working on it like the the other you know uh works they've done so yeah yeah i guess i'm a little bit wary of it but i I do like that they're not trying to follow the movie i think Maybe that's for the best, just because, you know, when you are following directly an IP, you have these expectations because you already have a pre-existing relationship with the IP and the story being told. And in your head, there's a way it already goes um, very directly. And I know this happens a lot, like in media, where you can argue a lot of the Marvel movies, right? Those are based on the comics. But I feel like that disconnect is a lot broader. There are so many people that watch those movies that don't read the comics versus I'm guessing most people that would check out this game probably would have watched the movie so you kind of bring in all these ex- extra expectations so i like that they're taking a more just the universe angle um i did immediately think of last of us comparisons with this just the idea of like, going yeah. through a journey in a world that's unforgiving um but you know i think that doesn't mean it won't be it's automatically set up for failure it's just these are kind of my first thoughts when i hear about this uh, where's your head at with this one 
I think it's an interesting interesting one. You bring up the developer and like, you know, not really having any, any of their other works to kind of go off of or feed into hype. Uh, as I was putting together this story, I was looking through, I was like, okay, what has Alachka done uh, as a developer? And mainly they've done assistant work and uh, porting of other games. And so they did did some work on Cuphead. They did um, porting work on games like Lara Croft Go um, and some other like uh, uh, mobile uh, stuff. And then they've also done some original content, but the original content is nothing standout, right? Like they've done a game called um, Subaria on PC and PS4 and Xbox One. And then they've also done another multiplayer or they're, they're working on a multiplayer uh, mobile game that is supposed to launch this year, but we're toward the end of this year and it seems like they've not announced it. And so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, this de- developer doesn't really have a history that really lines them up as a, oh yeah, let's get hyped for this. Um, that said, when you look at um, uh, the the publisher being Saber Interactive and look at games like World War Z and the upcoming Evil Evil Dead game that they have going, you know, maybe this is their first shot of, all right, cool, let's make something bigger and greater and something that is going to stand alongside those games is something that feels a bit bigger budget. And with that, I get curious on what it's going to be because again we have nothing to go off of when i go to the website for the quiet place game um the only things that they say about it are it's a terrifying new video game experience an untold story of survival in the quiet place uh universe and like it's easy to kind of put on our i guess like uh sherlock holmes hat and go all right they say survival is it a survival game oh they say uh they say experience an untold story is it going to be a single player narrative game like the last of us and like really like i i think there's not much value in like looking at the the info that we have so far if i had to theorize what comes to my mind from the publisher of a world from uh the the world war z game is oh okay what if this is a four-player co-op multiplayer game that is stealth like you said because i mean that's easily what you would do with the quiet place ip and have it be a we had to be i had to be quiet with my teammates and we had to figure out how to take out the monsters from the quiet place i forget what the monsters are called but you'd have yeah, to take those do. those things out without being we'll just call them clickers for shits and giggles uh, <laughs> you have to take Freakers. those out like it's just you know we figure it out yeah it's it's, it's some uh you have to take those out without without causing too much noise right i think something like that is kind of an easy thing to jump to i can also see it being a I guess single player quiet place game, but I don't wake daddy the game. Do you remember that board game? Don't wake daddy. Like, does that ring any bells for you? Really? It does not. Yeah. Like you've never, yeah, that was like a board. It was like a board game about not waking up your dad. Yeah. It was called don't wake daddy. And it was like, you're the, the theme Uh, is like, you're a kid trying to like go to the fridge or something. (laughs) And you're trying to bear. What do you think? (laughs) I don't like, I, I heard don't wait daddy. Which no, I was like, wait. that's okay. really weird. That's a really weird name no, for a board game. No, that's a very game. different game. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's probably that probably is out there too. Um, but that that's sort of that's that's what comes to mind when you say that. I think another genre possibility too, um, like you mentioned, them doing port work on Laura Croft Go, which is a really fun, awesome mobile game and kind of like tile move based in its movement. Um, what if it was something like Overland, where it's like a strategy game and you are sort of having to like maneuver around and maybe the way that sound is incorporated is like certain things you do maybe have like a noise level and you have to sort Mm of um navigate and negotiate that risk yes this is the this is the where they were pulling up the commercial for don't wake daddy let me know if y'all played this game i don't know if i played this this is unlocking memories i remember this commercial yeah okay okay right because we're like i think it was it was there it was in the ether it was in the ether it was something it was it definitely was on tv i remember i remember those commercials i don't think i I ever as a kid watched that commercial and went oh i want the don't wake daddy game i never internalized it that way in the way that i would have like a hot wheels commercial no i wasn't i wasn't writing that down on like that that, that was airing like right before you know like uh the new episode of spongebob on saturday mornings back in like 1999 or some shit yeah like there's some there were some of those commercials that hit and others that didn't and that was the ones that that was one of the ones that didn't like it wasn't like the perfection no, I was gonna mention you, the what are the big pieces in it? What are the inflatable? Oh, I do remember that actually. Oh, uh, uh, the the gloves you're talking yeah. about the gloves, Rock'em Sock'em's oh, or something sock'em like boppers. that. Yeah. Sock'em boppers. I and remember the that. The song was me. so inappropriate. It was the song was blow them up, stick your hand inside, have the time of your life. That was the, those were the lyrics of the song. This is a real. Ad I never thought back to it. That is fantastic. I'd never put that together as an adult. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I. I have questions is what I have. I have no answers, but I have a lot of questions for what was going on with that, that team's track. But yes, I do remember. Did you have sock and boppers? I never had those. 
I'm like, no. you want to beat each other up? Just like we have plenty of objects that we can throw at each other. We don't need to be behind this. I think my uh, next door neighbor uh, did. Like, I, there was a the kid that lived next door to me growing up was around the same age, and so like we became best friends because he had an Xbox, I had a PlayStation, mm-hmm. uh, and so like you know we were like we're buds. We were like, oh yeah, I'll come over and play a little bit of Halo and Star Wars Battlefront, and then like he'll come over and play like wa- well, watch me play Spider Man Two on the PS2 because I was I was one of them shitty friends. I'll make him I'll make him watch me play video games. Um, but yeah, no, I never, I, I never actually uh, owned sock this, the, the sock and boppers, which is in retrospect probably a good idea because I would have been a menace with those things. My parents would have gotten sick of me. I would have gotten so many whoopings. Uh, but back <laughs> to a quiet place. I, I, I'm curious and kind of looking forward to whatever this is because I do like the quiet place movies. I think quiet place both one and two are fantastic movies, and them working on something that is along the lines of a scope of maybe a world war z or the upcoming evil dead game makes me wonder like okay maybe that maybe this could hit you know like i'm not a world war z fan by any means but i I play the game um or i will play the game because i think the game is fun enough and then the evil dead game doesn't really excite me just because i'm not an evil dead person i am a quiet place person and so a quiet place game would get me excited if i could see a trailer and if it looks good enough and so i'm looking forward to that story number three Janet, let's talk about Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, Them N64 games have some issues. I'm pulling from Tom Phillips at Eurogamer for the write-up. Nintendo's pricier Switch Online plus expansion pack subscription is now available, including a selection of N64 classics, though not all are working as intended. Subscribers have reported a number of general issues, including lag and low frame rates, but a couple of games also feature more specific problems. Mario Kart 64, for example, displays a warning that the game will not let you save ghost data as this feature required, uh, as this feature required an N64 controller pack in the original game. This emulated version of N64 does not appear to have uh, to have been altered to support this via other means, and no, there's no slot for a controller pack in the Switch's new N64 controller. Sin and Punishment is another game with an issue, this time with how the Switch version translates the original game's controls. Here, the strafe left and right, and as I'm reading Barry, I don't know if you pulled it up already, but um, I have a link at the bottom of the article to some images that uh, they put in here to uh, illustrate what we're talking about. We can go through those as I go. Uh, Here, the strafe left and right actions were mapped to the yellow uh, controller buttons in the original, uh, also known as the C buttons. I never called them the controller buttons. Uh, In this emulated version, these are replicated on the Switch's face buttons. But the Switch version also has you pressing the right trigger to shoot, which remaps the face buttons at the same time, removing the the move uh, right button in the process. Next, on to Mario 64. And less of an issue, but more of an annoying quirk. On Nintendo Switch Online, Mario 64 offers a different version in Japan that includes Rumble. This is the Japanese-only Shindu version with Rumble Pack support, meaning you'll need to change your Switch's region to Japan to play the game with vibration. European and North American catalogs only feature the game's launch version. So, Lastly, some examples of of those issues with lag, which produce warped versions of these iconic startup screens. And Bear, I have those videos up if you want to actually pull up those videos because... It is ridiculous. Wait, wait, so which videos am I looking for here? So in the article, they have uh, some videos. They should be toward the end of the article of the Mario 64 okay, okay, okay. start screen. And basically what it shows is because of how badly done this is by Nintendo, the um, Mario 64 start screens sometimes will start up all warped. You can go ahead and play it. Or does it have, if you could play it with sound, actually, that's, that's probably okay, more that's ideal. The sound, <laughs> the sound is the, is the main issue here. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I'm so scared for what this is going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. It even mentions in the shot, like, your connection's unstable. Audio may not be, may be interrupted. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Spooky. Right? Hello. So that's one. Like and then Mario like gone off of too many. You, you can stop this now. This is making my ears bleed. There's also another example if you want to pull it up that I think is under that one. Yeah, this right here. Yeah. So you can go ahead and stop that. And I think the issue here is is that they're playing online, right? Because if you look to the left, you see the. But for both of these videos, they have people that are connected into their party, and so the issue the issue is they are streaming uh those games and that is causing just lag it was nintendo online not good wait so a whole but like why would you need two players for mario 64 i'm confused listen i'm not Um, judging this person's issue there are some games 
Well, actually, Blessing, do you, have you done two-player Mario 64? It's such a specific question. It's only been out for like 12 hours. Um, so I don't know if you've done that like with your time with the N64 expansion Wait, pack. explain. Typ- well, typically, um, I don't have the expansion pack, but I've had the, you know, NSO with the other games. And a lot of times they let you do two-player for games that are not two-player. But instead of like making the game two-player, they just kind of make it so that you can take turns playing it. Um, let me know in the chat if y'all have actually like tried this out and can speak more specifically to what it actually is. But that would be my guess for what, what two-player Mario yeah. 64 would be like. Or maybe when Mario dies, like it goes to player two or something like that. Because that was sort of what they did for other games that were not multiplayer games that had two-player functionality in the other uh, retro titles. Yeah. And so. it might also be like a thing of, I, I want to play Mario 64 and have a friend watch me play or some shit like that. It, it is more useful for something like Mario Kart 64, which... I was thinking about playing online last night with people, but I, during my stream, I was, I, so I, last night I streamed quite a few N64 games, and one of the ideas I had was, oh, let's play some Mario Kart 64, but I immediately stopped myself from doing online because I knew for a fact that the online wasn't going to function well because we we're talking about Nintendo Switch online, which historically doesn't function Which is well. what you're paying for, right? Just which is what I'm paying for, and yeah. this is where I get, this is where I go from being a dissatisfied customer and being somebody who is like, oh, it's kind of bullshit how much this costs to being frustrated need, and angry. All you need is a little push. Janet, this is, it's fucking $50. It's, it's, it's 50 so, fucking dollars that I paid for this thing. Moment, right, I'm not bringing right my family into this hellhole of, yeah, no. of Nintendo shoddy pr- products. Like if I have to like, like, you know, and people have pitched me on content or like, oh, it'd be fun to do this thing. And I'm like, that's all fine when, well and dandy. And if I end up, you know, doing anything with i'm not against playing 64 games on my switch but i'm not paying for it y'all gonna have to drop me a code with that yeah. like for a year because i'm not gonna pay for it that, 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 like, you, that like that um pr- uh, uh i can't think of words right now pr- uh, price hike price hike yeah. is just fucking ridiculous and like i know there are people out there who are like so oh stupid. like you know, there's like there's like a quality expected with nintendo like making the argument for it. and it's like really is there is there like a expectation when it comes to the quality of like especially like online stuff with nintendo and then also um with like how f- like small the library is at launch and stuff like that and now seeing just like all of the technical issues is like Really, Barrett, this, I is, need this you, is what we were going to defend, like, the, the price hike you, of $50 fucking dollars. I need you to go to my tweet that I put up last yeah, night. Because, yeah. again, I was playing, I play, I streamed for about two hours, me going through a bunch of different SD4 games. One did of the you first play games, Yoshi's Story? No, I did not play Yoshi's Story. Also, no. do you feel like you are part of the problem? Yes and no. I mean, yes, because <laughs> no, I, I give them money. No, it's, 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 it's like, real o'clock. It's like 1042 in the no, morning. I'm like, asking the hard questions. This shouldn't be an issue in the first place. You're not going to blame me for this. This is Nintendo. They don't They don't have to do this. Look, uh, sir, I asked you a simple question that needed a simple response. That's so this it. is a tweet. Well, here's the thing, right? Last night, I did have a net overall positive experience because okay. at the end of the day, these are N64 games that I love to go back to, and I had a blast going back. And I played Mario 64. I played Star Fox 64. I played um, uh, uh, what was the other thing I played? I played Mario Kart 64. Uh, Did you and then, like, have the 3D All Stars collection already for Mario 64? Well, that's actually where I w- what I want to talk about. The reason why I started <laughs> off with Mario 64 was just more. Uh, it was more symbolic than anything. You know, that was me being like, "Cool, Mario 64 is the OG." N64 game. I was a launch title. It was one of my first video games. I want to start this off right. Let's start off with some Mario 64. Uh, and upon starting the game, I immediately noticed that the controls were off. To which I was like, oh, certainly this won't be a problem. I can just remap the controls. Turns out you can't remap the controls. And the controls in this game are stupid. Wait, and I don't understand why the controls in this wait, game are stupid. Hold because- no. Wait. Am I understanding this? So yes, you, you are AB, looking at this Okay, so, so you have AB on... Uh, uh, where's the fucking Nintendo controller right now? On I know, X- I wish I brought my N64 controller as well. You have AB on A and B, which makes sense for a Switch uh, adaptation, right? But then you have down C on the Y button, and then, like, why? Why is that... Why was that the decision? I don't know. I don't know, and it would be a, it, it would be a whatever decision if you could remap it. The issue is you can't remap it, and uh, they they have different control schemes for different games. This is the control scheme for Star Fox, which is the same one for Mario sixty four for the most part. Um, but yeah, on Mario three D All Stars, they have the better control scheme. 
I don't know why in Mario 3D All-Stars, they have it correct. They have it the way it should be in the way that the N64 controller is shaped, where the A button N64 should be where the B button on the Switch is. And the B button for the N64 should be where the Y button on the Switch is. I don't know why or who over at Nintendo was just like, hey, let's make our own control scheme that's not going to make sense and let them not remap it. Okay. I can remap it in emulators. It's not that big. It's not that big of a step to take to allow people to go through Janet, it. Janet, I need you to ask whatever you're about to ask with Mario right now. Um, I just brought him here because maybe you know can shed some light on the situation. I brought out my little Mario plushie that I have here. I'm just I'm just soaking it all in, honestly. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I think it's totally fair to like criticize this product because it's that's the, kind of the point of why we're here, right? We're here to talk about games and products and softwares and systems and and all that stuff, but. Yeah, this is kind of hearing you describe this. It does end up feeling like, which I often feel this way as a Nintendo fan, where it's like you're with this like shitty person and like, oh, shitty person did shitty thing. And it's like, yeah, I've heard this story before <laughs> and it's just rough. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's really unfortunate that they, that they struggle so much with something that is very much theirs. It's not like they're this is like a, a I mean, they're reporting inherently, but like this is your stuff. It's like, also not like thing to work. there's also not that many things on there. And it's, it's also just, not like it's yeah, not been done bad. before. That is the thing is it's been done before by amateurs, people who put together and I'm this is me calling people who put together emulators and shit amateurs, but people who aren't Nintendo have done this exact same thing with way more competence. It makes zero sense. Parsec is a thing that exists. If I wanted to right now, I could go and I can emulate uh, uh, Mario Kart 64 and play it through fr with friends through Parsec and have a way better experience you wouldn't than playing. Because that's illegal, so you, would, you wouldn't do and this. I, no, this, this is, is not, this, crime. This, this is not crime. me saying I would do this. This is, me, turn into a life this of is crime. me saying I can do this with a lot more ease and a lot in, in a way that with uh, that has been executed with a lot more competence than is through Nintendo's own system. And it's like, why? Why is that the case? Why can't you get this right? It makes no sense how little effort they put into this stuff. Also, and I I saw, um, I'm not going to name names, but I saw across my timeline, someone was like, oh, here's like what this thing looks like, you know, side by side with like, I think they had a still an upres version of like Mario Kart 64. It was like running on original hardware, but maybe it had like a HDMI cable or something to kind of make it look a little sharper. And they're like, you know, it's not much, but I'm happy with how it looks. And I was like, mm, this looks basically the same. And I showed everyone in my house. I'm like, which one's the Switch version? And no one could guess. And I just feel like so many choices were made and none of them seem like the right choice. Um, yeah, See, and that's, my th that's kind my, of shocking that you my, can make my, <laughs> such My a thing series. is, I don't even need them to go above and beyond. It would be great if they went above and beyond. You know, like, it'd be great if I could get all these games in... 1080p and in a, a widescreen aspect ratio and if online could work perfectly and if i can get matchmake it would be great if they went above and beyond what i'm asking for janet is the bare minimum and that's how much that's how much of a diehard n64 like i'm will i'm willing to pay At you the point, extra money begrudgingly just, is, it, is it that you want the online just buy an n64 like you can just do just do this on your own just separate yourself from the no, whole process. i want to be that's able to I'm play doing. these games on my portable switch system that is what i want because that yeah, is the promise of the anywhere. switch that is the promise of the Switch, and I'm willing to I'm willing to pay begrudgingly this dumb price for these features, but There's they don't want to give me the bare minimum. Like I, it's just yeah. I mean, I guess I, I, I the thing is, I guess I can't fully um, sympathize or empathize with this because I, I love the N64 as well. I also very much grew up on the N64. That was one of the earlier consoles I had. The first one being the SNES Junior, because my family was like, we're not getting y'all on n64 because we don't even know if you like games yet um but i there, but there's like six games on this thing one of them is mario kart 64 i'll be I, i'll i'll play that anytime anyone asks me for the vibes the nostalgia but it's not a a great kart racer in the era of mario kart 8 like i know they do different things and one's nostalgia and one isn't but like i'm not gonna get hyped for mario kart 64 mario karts uh, super mario 64 i already have on the switch so all we have left is like mm. Star Fox, tennis. You ain't gonna get me high for tennis. I ain't never one played the sports games, so like that's not gonna do anything oh my for God. me. So. Tennis is so good though. I guess Mario like, tennis. Um, I was playing it last night. I'll and give that's you like, Zelda. This is this is my thing. But you can is, also play that on the 3DS. I feel like yeah, right? bo both Ocarina and Time and Majora's Mask, which are more updated versions uh, of those games, are on the the 3DS. And that was like the main thing where I was like. Man, if like maybe I've if I had no other way to play Ocarina of Time, I would maybe think about getting this right now. But like I can just fucking uh, turn on my 2DS and uh, fucking have a great old grand time there. I mean, here's, here's the thing, guys. With not, <laughs> not bullshit controls. You, I'm not I'm not saying what you guys are saying are wrong, 
but you guys are speaking for yourself, right? I'm 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 talking 100%. about when I talk I mean, about like, like I can't I I can't understand which where is, you're coming which, from, which, but which I, is cool. I let me explain to you where I'm coming it, from, right? Of, not really. When I look when I look through this library that's here already, I see Doctor Mario sixty four, which I absolutely love. Doctor Mario sixty four is such a fun time. I see Zelda Ocarina of Time, which speaks for itself. Mario Kart sixty four, which is my favorite Mario Kart. I love Mario Kart sixty four. And playing it last night was a blast. Mario Tennis, which is such a fantastic game on the N sixty four. Star Fox sixty four, which ages so gracefully. I was playing that for most of the stream last night, and it was fantastic. Mario sixty four, which speaks for itself, even though there's already Mario three D All Stars, whatever. Win back, which is here for some reason. Yoshi's Story, which whatever. And then Sin and Punishment, which I do want to play. Are you, are you rushing off Yoshi's Story? I mean, no, no uh, I, 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 no, I. I I joke about Yoshi's Story because, like, I remember like really liking that game as a kid. But uh, nah, that's not a great. Even game. as a kid, as, nah, as a kid, Yoshi's Story, Yoshi Story was one of the first it. games it's... where 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 I was like, this ain't great. <laughs> I was that yeah. was me at it's the age where as a follow up to Yoshi's Islands, like, nah, it's it's a it's a very disappointing game. I was one of the kids that would play anything, right? Like, you give, you give me a video game, I'll play that shit. Yoshi Story was one where I was like, I'm not playing this shit. My sisters loved Yoshi Story. I could not rock with Yoshi Story. Uh, but I say that to say that, despite these issues, right? Last night, I did have a blast playing these games. And half of it is nostalgia, of course. Other half of it is, I do think these are genuinely some really fun games and fun versions of these games, uh, removed from, like, all the technical shit and, and, and bullshit of the Nintendo Switch online. It, If they could give this to me in a way that just again does the bare minimum i'm down for it because i think there's something special about playing og versions of the games i don't need i don't i don't need it to be 1080p i don't need it to be extravagant versions i don't need it to be remastered just let me play the og games in a way that is official and in a way that lets me take advantage of the switch being portable and the nintendo system being good to use and all these things and you know we'll call it square the fact that they can't give me that is such a bummer and it's whatever, man. I'm, I'm going to continue to stay in the S24. When more games come to it, I'll still play those games. But God damn it, Nintendo. Why? Why do you, you make know these the, decisions? You know the ones that are going to show up, too, are going to be like the ones you've never heard of and do not care about. And, and, like, and then also like Maid Majora's Mask or something. Yeah, and, like and of course, like, game and I'm like, going to get comments, eight. and I'm already seeing people in chat, like, Charles Jacobson is like, what if I told you, Bless, that you could play these games on online on PC with a better experience? Yeah, I but know. it's illegal. I know. It's illegal, Cyber and crime. I know. You're trying to break the law. And that's the thing, and too. Also, like, I... And, you're I'm also like telling me this too. like I've not done this before. <laughs> like I've played, Where... I've played, and this is me as somebody who owned Ocarina of Time. I played Ocarina of Time on PC through my whole my, throughout the whole experience, right? I've played the fun <sighs> Mario 64 mods. Allegedly. I've done this. Allegedly, I've done this. I've I've gone through that option. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. Janet, go on. The, the they're like waiting outside your house now to the Nintendo police to come get you out here do committing crimes. Um, you know, but I've never done that. You know, I've known people that have done it and maybe sure. Maybe I picked up the controller, but like I was just, you know, you know how it is. People pass around the controller. There's a raspberry pie out. It gets wild Friday nights. Um, for me, I think I am also of that mind. Like I love sticking to official stuff as much as I can. Um, and it, I, I joke that like, you know, oh, I'm a crime, but like it's not that that deep for me necessarily. I just prefer to do stuff the you know quote-unquote legitimate way if possible and i like being give those options and i'll try to take advantage of those options to show that like hey there's a demand here and like i am the demand and i'm here supporting it uh, i did see some people in chat uh, before we move on say like yeah i'm with janet let the past die i never said that i love old nintendo <laughs> nah, janet, games janet hates old nintendo games um it's been said here yeah sure sure whatever um i don't i don't really care too much one way or the other but um I, I legitimately do love like a nintendo's back catalog i think it has a fantastic library i think it's one of the like libraries that ages the best um when we look at gaming history and i still play a lot of those older games i mean i have a bunch of stuff like, like i have um you know a i haven't used it yet but i have like the freaking what is this the gb operator where you can play game boy cartridges on your pc like and like stream them and stuff like i'm excited mm. to have that i have the eon hdmi stuff like i'm someone who's out here dropping 150 to play mario 64 on original add the, the the physical game that's like another you know 40 to 80 dollars however much i spent on that cartridge like yeah i'm down for that stuff and i'm down to rebuy it on the switch as well and i have and i've gone on my wii u and i've done stuff on virtual console i just find it it, I find it frustrating the way they're approaching it. I don't think it's an enticing deal. And the thing is, like, as good as Ocarina of Time is, as, as fun as Mario 64 was, like, there are still limits. Like, I don't mind rebuying it a bunch of times because I've already done that. Like, that's fine. But, you know, even I have my lines and this is this is one of them for me. I just feel like it's not 
it's not a good product and I'm not going to pay for it. Um, if someone gives me it to make content, I'll do that because a gig's a gig, but I'm not going to bring my family into this Nintendo hellhole. And people will say like, oh, it's like 30 cents a day or something. You can't pay it that way either. There's no monthly option. You buy it or you don't buy it. So I don't know why people mm. keep bringing up the the financial breakdown. Also, if you do that for everything, you can justify buying it everything at the era of subscription services, you know, Netflix, Hulu, freaking, you know, Apple TV and all that. Like you have to draw the line somewhere. And I think a lot of us have been mindful of that in the last like five to 10 years. And yeah, this is one of them for me where at, when you look at all the other subscription things, this is the one that's not worth it and the one that I'm not doing, okay? Like I pay $10 a, a month for Spotify and I get all mu almost all music ever. You know, I'm dropping what 120 broken down into $10 a month on Game Pass and I get a bunch of, like there are so many services that do this kind of thing better. And frankly, I would rather have the Starbucks coffee than the Nintendo Switch online. I think the pumpkin spice, the pumpkin cream cold brew is way better than Nintendo online. That's that's my take. Before we move on, I'll, I'll, I'm going to issue some self your wrongs, right? Like because people were being very technical in chat. Emulation isn't uh, illegal or like a crime or anything. It is like stealing ROMs specifically is like what, what uh, where things things get very uh, legally questionable. Uh, and so I wanted to mention that. And then also somebody in chat said you wouldn't emulate a car. And what I'll tell <laughs> tell you is that you should talk to me in 2010 when I was emulating Cruising USA. Now uh, let me remind everybody <laughs> that you can go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games where you can get the show at free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by liquid iv flu season is in full swing and let me tell you being properly hydrated makes a huge difference that's why i use liquid iv to stay hydrated and support a strong immune system with delicious flavors like watermelon strawberry and lemon lime i've been using liquid iv for years i absolutely love it it helps me stay hydrated when you're feeling a little hungover or even if you just kind of feel a little groggy this is the best way to get hydrated fast liquid iv uses cellular transport technology which is a very fancy way of saying it contains the perfect balance of vitamins to help you hydrate quicker. Grab your favorite liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code KFGD at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using the promo code KFGD at liquidiv.com. That's L-I-Q-U-I-D-I-V.com with the promo code KFGD. Next up, shout out to DoorDash. We're getting close to the holiday season and things are bound to get a little hectic soon. Why not give yourself one less thing to worry about? Get dinner covered with DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and other essentials delivered with DoorDash. You can get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. I love DoorDash. I've been using it for so long and it's just great to not have to worry about stuff, be able to order food and have it delivered just straight to me. Uh, a fun fact, one of my best friends uh, just had his baby shower last week and I decided a great gift would be get him a DoorDash gift card. For a limited time, you guys can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES2021. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021. Don't forget that's code GAMES2021, G-A-M-E-S. 2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. And finally, shout out to DraftKings. The killer crossovers, the nothing but net jumpers, the tenacious throwdowns. Ladies and gentlemen, basketball is back. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, is celebrating the return to the hardwood by giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's really exciting. Score big and you can score big cash. And with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes it's the perfect time to show off your basketball iq DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want download the DraftKings app now and use promo code kfgd this week new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes all you got to do is enter promo code kfgd to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit that's code kfgd only at your DraftKings. There's a minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Remember, promo code KFGD. I know what you're thinking. We're blessing and Tim matching in their bomber jackets. 
And uh, what I'll tell to you, video listeners, is just don't mind it. Don't worry about it. You know, just keep this. Don't don't think about it too hard. Story number four: Sony is reportedly happy with sales numbers for Kena Bridge of Spirits. I'm pulling from George Yang at IGN. Mike and Josh Greer from Ember Lab have revealed that Sony is happy with the sales numbers of Kena Bridge of Spirits and that the game has already recouped its initial development costs. In an interview with Bloomberg, the Greer brothers didn't provide a sales number, but they noted that they were pleasantly surprised at sales so far. Quote, it's hard to tell what's a huge success. Sony's happy. Uh, said Josh Greer. Mike Greer also mentioned that Sony put plenty of effort into marketing Kena Bridge of Spirits because of the large amount of attention it was getting. Uh, it was revealed alongside the PS5 back in June 2020. At game conferences, Ember Lab pitched earlier versions of the game. Uh, while there were lots of big publishers interested, the studio eventually closed a deal with Sony for both funding and marketing support. Additionally, Ember Lab was allowed to learn about the PS5 a year prior to its official announcement and was given uh, development kits for the console. As for the studio's next project, the Greer brothers know that it'll be a narrative-driven game. Cool. That's awesome. Like, it's very, it's, it's very nice to see that Kena is, is, is killing it because that is a very, very good video game that deserves it. Yeah, essentially Kana killing it after Kana killed all of us many a time because it was shockingly difficult. Um, but yeah, I think that's awesome to see uh, it get that kind of support. And yeah, we don't really know, you know, the specifics on the numbers. But I remember from the September like say, downloads that uh, PlayStation put out on their blog, uh, Kana Bridge of Spirits was the third most downloaded game in the US on PS5, uh, right behind Deathloop in 2K22. So I feel like I oh, was yeah. pretty surprised to see it that high up there it was like number one on uh, the eu for that same that ps5 skew um downloads wise so like yeah i think that's really awesome and i think speaks to just how much excitement built around this um you know i, I definitely saw a lot of people looking forward to it before it came out and then obviously when it did come out i think everyone was um a little bit pleasantly surprised like i definitely didn't go into the game expecting it to be bad like i was excited for it from the marketing um but i was a little bit surprised by how good it ended up being um and i think a lot of people felt that way so yeah definitely uh i wouldn't say a sleeper hit because again it's doing well but if you have not checked it out for whatever reason uh, it's definitely one to take note of uh definitely one of my favorite experiences on ps5 this year yeah yeah and i think it's it's it's, it's worth noting that uh being number three in that uh, psn sales chart behind only Deathloop and NBA 2K22 is super huge for a game that is a uh, a new IP from an indie studio um, that like came kind of came out of nowhere. You know, like they they had the help of Sony marketing and they had uh, really good trailers to kind of help launch it off the ground. But that is uh, really impressive nonetheless. So shout out to Kana. Story number five: Idris Elba says Knuckles' voice won't be sexy <laughs> sexy boo. in the new Sonic the Hedgehog boo. movie. And that's like give a collection a collective boo. Boo, that sucks. That sucks. Why, Idris Elba? Why? Uh, I'm pulling from Rick Stevenson at Screen Rant. Idris Elba has been pretty quiet about his upcoming performance as Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, but he's now revealed at least one detail. It won't be sexy. The Red Echidna will make his big screen debut in the sequel to 2020 Sonic the Hedgehog, which is currently scheduled to release on April 8th, 2022, which is way sooner than I thought. I, For some reason, I thought this movie was years away. I can't believe that it's only like five months away. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Elba, or maybe like more like seven uh, math. Don't worry about the math. Keep uh, going. Elba will star as Knuckles alongside Ben Schwartz as Sonic, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik slash Eggman, and James Marsden as James Marston. When he was first introduced in Sonic the Hedgehog 3, no. Knuckles... <laughs> no, you can't just fucking roll past that as James Marsden and James Marsden. In the article, they write, they write Sonic and Dr. Robotnik. They don't give James Marsden's character's okay, name. Right, so I just, right. just have to say James Marsden is James Marsden. <laughs> when he was first introduced in Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Knuckles wasn't exactly best friends with Sonic. Instead, the Echidna was positioned as a minor antagonist, a muscle-bound brute easily tricked by Dr. Robotnik into fighting Sonic, only to realize later on that Eggman was the true enemy all along. By all accounts, the version of Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will follow that same story, likely joining Sonic in the battle against Dr. Eggman, uh, <laughs> Dr. Eggman before the movie ends. Elba's full quote on the matter goes, quote, Honestly, I cannot say. Contractually, I cannot say anything. But I wouldn't say he was sexy. I don't think I'm going for that. That's for sure. End quote. Here's a question I have for, for you. No, I'm Uno reversing this. Baseline Knuckles, is that voice sexy to you? Like, like uh, Knuckles like in the game. original? In the game, no. Well, okay. actually, 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 actually. Bear, I'm going to need you to find a clip of Knuckles. No. For us to play on the, the show. The, God damn it. <laughs> I started we're running so in. late. We're, we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna move on to the next news story, but uh, before out today, uh, we, we'll circle back. 
I do. I do. I gotta hear Knuckles' voice again because the answer might be yes. It's where, a little. What do I need to look up? Raspy. Like I don't fucking play any of these goddamn games. Just any three D game with a cutscene. Yeah, I would just look up Knuckles' voice lines, honestly. Um, yeah. Or I guess that might be a little bit more created, though, which as, as, as Barrett's looking that up, uh, let's move on to our last <laughs> news story, story number six. Uh, this is a follow-up to, to today's PS Love You XOXO that went up. Little Double Inside will be at tomorrow's State of Play. This is from at PlayStation on Twitter. They tweeted out this morning, all aboard for tomorrow's State of Play, which includes your first in-depth look at Little Devil Inside. Tune in at 2 p.m. Pacific time, which... All I got to say is don't doubt me, everybody. Don't doubt Here's me. This is one of well, my predictions. All, this was one of your hopes. It was not a prediction. But yes, I'll still give this to you because it counts as you calling something. But um, PlayStation, what the hell? Why didn't you confirm any of my predictions or hopes? Oh, yeah. You're, you're it a feels fact. like they went out <laughs> of their way. Uh, again, PlayStation, clearly a fan of the show. Listen to, you know, put out this post. They're like, okay, let's. Yeah, PlayStation, why, did you, why didn't you tweet out that Final Fantasy 16 isn't going to be at tomorrow's state of play, PlayStation? Exactly. What's up with that? All right, Barry, do you have it for us? Go ahead. I do. I'm not happy right. about it. We battled all right. I remember like it was yesterday. It was yeah, that's sexy. yesterday. That's uh, this is what from was? Sonic Colors. Let's just say for like to give it context was yesterday. For, to the kids. It was yesterday. This is Travis Willingham. What was? Too. Let's just say he won't be bothering us again. Oh, Janet, what what are you saying? Is this sexy to you? Okay, there, fella, calm down. Uh, not really. I feel like in, maybe in, um, if we're thinking of sex appeal solely as, like, a, like, raspy and kind of, like, I guess, yeah, like a raspy vibe, I think, is usually what a sexy voice for, like, a man ends up being paid out on one Is this the pacer test, Spirit? If you have three balls in the machine, it's tripled to 600 This sounds like the pacer test. I don't know what that is. I can't even hear it. No, I don't think it's a pacer test. Oh, you can't hear it. I forget you can't hear it. twinkling and bright. I hate it. There's bingo on the table. Bingo! Okay, you can pause it, Barry. You can pause it. Yeah, I think Scott Dreer's Knuckles from, like, Sonic Adventures 2 is probably, like, the quote-unquote, sexiest sounding one. No! But it's not like... Yeah, I feel... But it's... What we just listened to, you're saying is the sexiest one? Not exactly from that voice clip, but I've heard other clips where I feel like it has that, like, you know... That energy, like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel what like, does that mean? <laughs> like, you know, like that antagonist-ish adjacent vibe, like, you know, like sort of kind of, you know, it, I don't Like know. when Annie ever does his, like, uh, pretend anime voice, right? Where he's like, can't you yes. wait, huh? Kinda yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of get what Idris Elba, I feel like Idris Elba, this is more of how he feels his, that character's voice sounds and him not feeling it sexy. But I think. People I'm gonna. I'm. It's gonna sexy. be very interesting hearing Idris Elba try not to be sexy. That's what I'm gonna say. Because come on, bro. <laughs> we know who you are. We've heard you before. We've seen you before. Now, is before he a we better move on, actor than he is. More like I don't know how to actually make this joke. So I'm just gonna just keep going. It's, I'm very. I'm very curious on where you're going with that. Is he like, better? Is he, is he better at acting than he? Is, is that being sexy? Not, yeah, like, I, but it's like inverted. Like, I couldn't explain it properly. Just keep going. It's yeah, fine. I feel like I kind of, I kind of hear you coming from. And the answer yeah, yeah. is that he's Put a great actor who is very sexy. <laughs> and we ended there. Barrett, what the pacer test is, is in high school, in PE, they would have uh, days where they would bring in a big boom box. And, uh, oh, would, yeah. And you'd, yeah. you'd run, like, do the back and forth. And the like, pacer yeah. test yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. God. I miss that. Yeah. Those were fun. Let's do it. Let's replicate it. Kind of funny. I feel when like I could yes. knock it out of the park now. Um, well, it's speed, though, right? I can be pretty fast. No, yeah. it's endurance. It was, well, I guess yeah, it, was more it starts endurance, off as endurance. Yeah. And then later on, it becomes more about speed. I'm yeah. probably the best runner at kind of funny. I think that's pretty safe to say, mm. right? Like, I don't know if anyone else runs. I, I mean, are you fast? Because I know you do like the marathons. Um, well, I have not done a marathon yet. I'm going to do my first one this, uh, next year. Um, but I, I think my fastest mile is like uh, high six or something. Mm. Fastest mile recorded. Mike, um, I think Mike can claim that he can do a sub seven mile, which I don't. I, I still Mike don't know claims a lot of things. I think your biggest struggle <laughs> is going to be super recently. But your biggest I struggle is going to be Andy there. in America. Yeah, if you, if, Andy if, in America, if you can defeat Greg Andy in America, in Greg in Europe. And I'm going to throw this out there. Someone in the chat says, "Cool, Greg." I feel like Cool Greg could probably run pretty fast. Yeah, I think Cool Greg would outrun all of us. He has very long legs. Uh, Jane, I can't wait for us to do the kind of funny pacer test one of these days in the new studio. But that day is just so far away. If I wanted to was coming out to Mom and Drop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
Out today, we got Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town for PS4 and Xbox One, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, Darkest Dungeon 2 for PC, Neptunia, Cross, Senron, Kagura, Ninja Wars for PS4, The Smurfs Mission Relief for PC, Moonglow Bay for Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC, Iron Harvest for PS5, Xbox Series X, uh, Shadow Corridor for Switch, Hermitage, Strange Case Files for Switch, LOL Surprise Movie Night for Switch, <laughs> Defend the Rook for PC, Kathy Rain Director's Cut for PC and Mac, and then Forgive Me Father for PC, the sequel to, what was it, Janet? Don't Hear Me Daddy? <laughs> Uh, it's don't wake daddy. Don't wake daddy. <laughs> Why do you guys always make it something? This is a child's game. You brought it up, damn it. Like y'all never had to sneak around and not wake up people that don't were wake up like watching over you. Yeah, like you're. <laughs> Don't wake your parental guardian. Like, don't you know. hear me, daddy. Don't hear me, daddy. Uh, we got an NVIDIA GeForce <laughs> update stop. for you. Uh, remember, we've partnered with NVIDIA to keep you updated on all the latest GeForce RTX additions to your favorite games, from ray tracing to NVIDIA DLSS to NVIDIA Reflex. Uh, NVIDIA DLSS is now accelerating performance with uncompromised image quality in over 120 games and apps, and even more being added every month, including Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which you've heard us talk about. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is out now with NVIDIA DLSS and ray tracing. Uh, you can play, we can play that on GeForce RTX desktops, 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 and laptops, or stream via GeForce Now. Uh, on PC, players can experience Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy at up to 8K HDR with higher levels of detail and uncapped frame rates and all the other benefits of the PC platform, like ultra-wide, multi-monitor, variable refresh rate, G-Sync gameplay, all that good stuff that you love and know. Um, and also, we have Chivalry 2. Uh, that is launching for DLL to the most ultimate medieval battlefield in chivalry 2 enhanced with nvidia dlss for up to 45 percent faster performance new days for you we got shadow warrior 3 uh that's been delayed out of 2021 into 2022 uh project apex is coming to steam in 2022 with a demo out november 5th hatsune miku colorful stage is coming to ios and android on december 7th 2021 and then mega aquarium architects D collection dlc swims to steam and gog on november 11th deal of the day for you this comes from at Wario64. He tweets about a Humble Games bundle uh, going on on that there, Humble Games. Uh, you can get nine items for $12, including Soul Calibur 6, Injustice 2, Power Rangers Battle for, for the Grid, Killer Instinct, Mortal Kombat XL, Slap City, and One Finger Death Punch 2. And that is a great package for $12. So jump on that if you're a fighting game fan or if you just want to get into fighting games. Remember, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you can write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. And uh, uh, we're surpri we surprisingly killed it, Janet. I got to say, there are like no you're wrongs in this thing. Um, there is one, but we, we already covered it. And so shout out to us, Janet. Uh, oh, yeah. PS Love Tuesdays. Back at it. Uh, tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are me and Tim. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this, it's Mike and Andy playing some Guardians of the Galaxy. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and your weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.